podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Just off the shores of Neverland, a hideaway at sea. Yo-ho! Yo-ho! Let's go! Let's go! A pirate band outwits the plans of Captain Hook and Smee. Yo-ho! Buccaneers join with Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Come along, we need some volunteers. Jake and the Neverland Pirates climb aboard me hearties and be a pirate true. Let's go with Jake and the Neverland Pirates. We'll set the course together. Come on and join the crew. Climb aboard me hearties. It's the Day Trippers. must wins in the bag but all that means is that the next two are now must wins as a result success begets expectation it was a real Jekyll and Hyde of a performance against Swansea and it's left us with plenty to talk about players we've waxed lyrical about were well off the boil we're looking at you Emery the captain neutered his contribution somewhat with an early yellow but came up trumps Mignolet showed the composure and reflexes of an odd on favourite for the Golden Gloves Sacco made clowns of the home fans by being imperious on his recall. And the manager, off maligned over his in-game tactics, out-tactic everyone in the world ever, even Timmy. Reporting for duty against medical advice and sporting some highly dubious prior cheek eyewear. <laughs> Following my recent head implosion, I'm Long John Trev Downey. And joining me in the bunker tonight is a man... Uh, on the line, called Neil Poole from We Are Liverpool fanzine. And in the bunker itself, we have Andy Nomics Young, Neil Grayer than Grey Grey, and of course, Captain Deletion himself, Phil Casey. Yarr! Let's begin with a review of Swansea Nil Liverpool 1. Um, just the one game to talk about, so um, let's focus on that one. Pretty much a tough bastard of a ground for us since uh, Swansea have returned to the top tier. Monday night was no different. Um, Ultimately, though, Liverpool finished with three points in the bag, and that looked far from likely at half-time, so we should really start with the man who seems to have been responsible for delivering that victory more than anyone, that's the gaffer himself. Uh, Neil, your thoughts on Brendan's management of the game? I think he definitely was responsible for it. I'll be honest with you, I was I was sceptical at first of whether he was responsible um, for it, because I've always, sort of had, I've always had the view that you know, any manager at all, 
should know all the different formations. And therefore, if you're standing there doing your day job as such, and another manager puts out a certain formation that is beating your formation, then that's your day job to know what you then change it to. There's only so many such formations in the world. But the more I start to figure about it, I think the more I realise I was being like sort of a bit cynical and probably quite unkind, in fact, because I always remember when Rafa Benitez was here at the same time as Jose Mourinho, and they both had a habit of uh, uh, sub- substituting um, and affecting the game. And I always remember being quite sort of upset that Jose Mourinho was always lauded as a you know as a genius for his uh, substitutions, while Rafa was always criticised for having got it wrong in the first place and therefore having to make the substitutions. So being consistent with that view, the more I thought about it, I think it was entirely down to Brendan Rodgers. And he was obviously making the changes in the first half as well, and where he swapped Sterling and Lallana around. So, you know, he's made a change there. But, I mean, it's great because I was watching at half-time when we were discussing what should they actually do. And I wasn't too sure. And when he came out and he did that, that's, that's the right thing. A football manager of Liverpool should be coming out and thinking of something that Liverpool fans can't, and that actually works. And that's what he did. So yeah. I think it was entirely down to him. Uh, like the whole thing, like a diamond with three at the back and everything. I'm not too sure that that's done that often. So no, absolutely credit to him for coming up with the idea. And yeah, maybe you would expect a manager to do that, but a lot of them don't. And most most fans of most teams, that's what they criticise their, their managers for. You know, only having sort of one or two ideas. So no, yeah, I think it was entirely down to Brendan Rodgers. And obviously a half time as well. I think he's obviously. Um, you know, he's had a bit of a go with them. So maybe it's not just a tactical thing that Rodgers has done. It's also the man management and, you know, the, the the old school stuff that he's done in terms of just, you know... Motivation and all that kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andy, it, it, to, to, be, to be fair about the whole thing, um, you can talk about whether it's... Uh, it's, it's uh, uh, whether he reacted to a bad situation which he created himself in the first place but let's start from the start and that was a ballsy enough team selection in terms of the people that were left out uh, yeah um, can, just just on the formation like the the whole thing of playing three f- and, and, a, and then a diamond is, mm. is, is unseen and I thought like it left us very vulnerable down the left and right but only Swansea are that bad like they you know they've they've got so bad it's unbelievable. Like another team would have put us to bed in the first half, and I don't think it was all formation. It was just a lack of urgency, and I'm quite worried now going forward that the team aren't going to move the ball forward as fast as as they have been. You know, mm. but um, yeah, um, I mean I was quite happy with the with the team selection. Uh, Sacco back in like it was. It was the obvious one, you know. It's the one you feared that he might leave out, but you know we have we have a situation here now where Rogers has started doing what the what the fans have been shouting at for ages, and it's been going on a long time. So um, yeah, so you were happy with the personnel starting, yeah, irrespective yeah, was, of, of of the 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 layout of them and the formation. Of, yeah, of absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I was uh, was quite um, interested to see how Lalana would work out in that right wing back yeah. um, role. And it, he kind of changed it fairly sharply. So I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more of that because I think the way Lalana is at the moment, 
he might kind of find his feet there like other players have found their feet yeah. in that position. That's an interesting one uh, that Andy focuses on Alana there, Neil, because when we come to the idea of favourites and an awful lot of people would have thought, oh Jesus, uh, Lovren's going to start, isn't he? But no, Saka came back in, as Andy said, that was the sensible thing to do. Gerard was floating around, people were worried that you know he'd start when perhaps he wasn't, wouldn't have been the best choice to start. Um but Lalana, is he one of the one of the last ones that hangs around in that kind of? Um, is he a, a favour of Brendan's category? You know, did he did it seem to be that Brendan was trying to find a spot for him to work? Um, I, <clears throat> I don't think so per se. Um, his form is fluctuates a lot. Like it's only a couple of weeks back he was just sorry just before he had that injury. Remember he was over a couple. Of, he was he was mm. he was probably our best player for a short spell for maybe three or four consecutive <coughs> games. Then he came back in. He find he find the hard to find that form again. But I don't think that he's trying to find necessarily some way to shoehorn into shoehorn him into the first eleven. I mean, there's a problem there, right wing back, mm. isn't it? I mean, that's obvious. So mm. he's I mean you have to try it like what he's done up to this point in the season so far. He's trying different personnel in different places to maybe it would it would just click because mm. when Lalana's in there <coughs> yeah it allows Sterling to go forward because maybe he was the obvious choice there. So any changes around then it seems things seem to work out. But in, in terms of the personnel, I think he got the personnel fairly bang on from from in terms of the starting eleven. I don't think and um, I don't think it was the tactic either that was the problem in the first half it was just the the formation that we were playing it's so dependent on quick sharp passes and accuracy in the pass I mean Allen and Henderson you they, they wouldn't be people you talk about in the really high bracket of pass and accuracy so they have to be playing at a level of 8, 9 out of 10 for that formation or, or that diamond formation or the 4-3-3 whatever you want to call for it to work mm. so the fact that they were a little bit below par and the passing wasn't as snappy as it usually is and it wasn't finding the feet every single time that caused that caused more of a problem rather than the formation we started with I thought if players were playing beneath their level for the first half Fair enough um, like I know Carragher and Neville went on a lot there at half time about how um, Swansea have got it so right tonight and they've been excellent in all of this mm. Like lots of teams have played with a kind of a screen in front of our back players, you know, and and chased down and pressed. But we've been able to manage yeah. a lot better at other times. Mm. It just so happened that Liverpool were like it was like they were fucking drunk or something at the start. Yeah. Like how bad was Alan at the start? <clears throat> how 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 much better was he in the second half? It mm. was like he couldn't they couldn't string two passes together. So People get caught up in formations and shapes and all that. It's it, For me, like, it's always about just the philosophy and the idea that Brendan has with the team and, and that's using the ball and, and, and making the ball work mm. as opposed to the players. And they just weren't doing it in the first <coughs> half. It was a, there was a, a much better... Um, Output in the second half. Well, what, what is, 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 is your, is your summarisation then of the whole thing then that basically in the second half... Are you trying? Are you reducing it down to an effort thing? Uh, I, I like. I, I think. I think they just got a, a fucking kick in the arse. You think it's a half time? Okay. I think he must have been asking questions of certain players. Going, what, like, what's going on? Okay. Yeah, I okay, agree with that. Fair idea. play to him. The credit has to be the, the change of shape can help as well because it freshens up the players and psychologically the players have a new idea. Now mm. the formation didn't really change until Jared came on and they changed the grenade formation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. it was like they rolled a grenade onto the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With Jared and then uh, when it blew up all the players wherever they ended up that was a, that was the shape of the rest of the game <laughs> but uh, <Yeah. laughs> but he didn't just automatically change it but 
when when Jared come on and you know he's seen him kind of pointing out where to be and he sort of sat at the at the bottom the, the base, the, yeah. yeah I mean it worked out but I mean the energy and everything else from the from the second half what was the main thing yeah. Phil would you would you would you look, I'd would been, you hook in what Andy's saying there uh, in a way in a way look I, I think Rogers the, managed it very well. Um, in terms of the 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 change of shape and the mm. the, the, the change in, the, in you know going back to that pressing that we'd stopped pressing like and it wasn't just that game we'd we'd stopped pressing over the last couple of games we weren't pressing as as ruthlessly or as hard as we had been and sometimes that can set into the players even though they set out with a, a game plan to do something they don't necessarily execute it because they've been so they they fall into in, into a lull or into a, into a way of playing in previous matches and have gotten away with it. He'd, he'd said himself that the, he expected Swansea to play a diamond. Now I think you know I actually think this game was a very good test for us because eventually, and something Andy has said previously, teams are going to look at that three four two one system or three four one two system, whatever way it is, and look to how do we how, how do we counteract it? And I thought Gary Monk, to his credit, he did it very well by setting the diamond up that way and getting the way they played. Because essentially, all they did was by putting the diamond in there, they. They let us come down wide, dealt with whatever, thing, whatever was going into the box. And then we didn't have the space behind, you know, the, the space in front of their back four to, to get the, the two boys, Sterling and Coutinho, well, it ended up in Lallana and Coutinho, to, you know, to, to, to bounce around. And they just didn't have the space because there was always a player there. Um, so I wouldn't criticise him there. My only thought was that maybe we could have he could have changed it a little bit earlier. And I know he changes it at half time. I know I know that happens, right? And Alana changed to be fair. He sees that's not working. Yeah, and yeah. But, and that made him an immediate difference. And, 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 and that's not having a pop with him. You know, I, I thought he had he has the players on the pitch to change shape earlier if he needs be. And going back to something Neil Poole said there about you know Jose used to get lauded for changing tactics. I think he used to get lauded because he changed tactics so early in games. He wasn't afraid to make a substitution after 25 minutes or he wasn't afraid to change completely the shape after 20, 30 minutes in a game to, to, because it clearly wasn't working. And I thought that maybe in the first half, the, my, and, and it's, it's, it's a very light criticism, it's not something that, that I'm going to beat him over the head with or anything like that. But I thought, I think with, with Emery Chan there, he wasn't having a particularly good game where he was and they, they seemed to target him with, with Gomez that, that was there. But I thought there was, there was, there was a time when I thought to myself, do you know what, actually if he pushed Chan into, into the centre of the fence like that, where he can step in and become an auxiliary midfielder and, and, and allow them to go to a diamond, Mm. And, and have the lads you know Skirtland and Sacco to play more as orthodox centre-backs at, at times maybe we would have got more possession and more ownership of the ball because again it would have pushed Henderson and Allen that little bit further and would have nullified the effect of their diamond but look that that's just watching the game and that's that's looking at and thinking to yourself you know is there something we could do here he did event, he did, does go and do that in the second half and we reap the rewards because of it because we totally dominate the second team like like we absolutely crucified them in the second half we, mm. we just put them to bed they they, they they just offered nothing against us and it, and again it goes back to it was nice and cynical wasn't it it was it was, well it, was. Managed it was really match. well managed the other bit that I think maybe you know that needs to be looked at and needs to be asked and it's one I'm sure he'll ask himself by putting storage in Going back to the idea of the mobile front three, when, when we didn't have a recognised striker in Sturridge, Lallana and Coutinho that was playing that, they just ran everywhere, constantly, right? And as much as, like, I, I know we've laughed and joked about Sturridge having a dump on the pitch, once he scores it doesn't really matter, mm. but he's not scoring at the moment. Yeah. Mm. And he isn't putting in the same effort as the other two boys do. Oh, so yeah. when you take that bit of pressing away at the top end, you know, the real yeah. hard pressing that's going yeah. on, it just allows their back four to be a bit more comfortable because yeah. you could see Sturridge trying to press it, but he doesn't press it, he does, he's not aggressive in the way that he presses the, the defenders. Whereas the likes of Sterling and Lalana Coutinho, and you could even see it in the first half when, when we did anything decent up the top end, it tended to be um, either Coutinho or Sterling or Lalana and Sterling going and really aggressively pressing their back for, back the, the the two or three defenders that were on the ball at the time. So that, that's the only things. But look, uh, 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 overall, 
His performance last night was that of a manager where if you see it, you say, that's brilliant. He's identified the flaw, he's identified the weakness and he's executed the game plan the way he wanted to execute it and executed it brilliantly because mm. it got us into the game, it got us something in the game where we where it, nobody, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think anybody thought it was going to come. The other thing is the goal. Like he does direct yeah. the goal from the yeah. sideline. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, was po- it was pointed out, I know it was pointed out in Sky now, but you can see him. You know, and that's, that's, that's real sort of a real sort of coach now I've gone away from the manager but like a real coach he's seen the things he wants them to do something he's asked them to execute it and he's, do, he's even in game coaching and going back to, to, to Neil's earlier show it's very Rafa as well because Rafa mm. used to constantly coach when he was on it telling people where to go this mm. I want you here I want you there but Brendan as we all know Brendan's a very good attacking coach so if he wants to coach attacking wise on the sideline in games like that and it leads to goals fucking coach we'll away coach away yeah. do that as much as you want because it's brilliant to look at you know fair play I really enjoyed the last four minutes of the game where we basically killed it stone yeah. dead and took yeah. throwing after as throwing it was wonderful yeah. and, and fair Sturridge Sturridge contributed more yeah, than he did and, and, and as, I, as I said to you at the time the, the one thing I'd say about that was that was the that was the best killing of a game I've seen in about five or six years by a Liverpool team at no stage in those last few minutes that I think we were going to throw it away or do something which stupid, is new yeah. which is which is something yeah. that we've yeah. we, we, you know as Liverpool fans we've gotten used to the idea that it's going to be fucking hairy scary yeah. over the last five minutes of games if we've got a narrow lead yeah. yep absolutely well look let's take it on and have a look at a few of the players and I suppose we'll start with the captain um, uh, captain fantastic Mr Henderson Neil um when you're looking at this player, uh, he, he does seem to have a hell of a lot going on. People like to talk about um, his limitations, um, but he started to prove those people wrong. If you're looking at him and you're comparing them, the, 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 so a shorthand way of, for people to understand him, is he not like Jared at all? Is he more like Frank Lampard in the way that he operates? I mean, even the goal, you know, it's a lovely lung burst and run, well timed and. You know, a, a deflection, fluky looking finish, you know, that he just drives in. Classic Lampard, really, isn't it? I mean, if he gets the goals that Frank Lampard gets, that, and I'm more than happy for the, uh, the comparison to be there. I don't think uh, Frank Lampard's probably got the physique to run around the same way as um, Anderson um, has. Um, but yeah, if it's there, but at the same time, as much as we ridicule Lampard, and there's always the comparison between him and Gerard, you know, he is obviously a good player, and he's scored a hell of a lot of goals um, over the years. So if there's anything out of his game, he can take in terms of. Arriving on the ball late. I remember. I mean, again, I don't know. If that's a bit of a Chelsea thing. I remember Joe Cole always used to get loads of spawny mm. goals when he played for Chelsea, but he never actually got them when he played for us. Um, so yeah, he no, couldn't, he but, could, Neil, he couldn't fucking breed when he was playing for uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say. Well, I wouldn't say per se. He, he's more like Frank, Frank Lampard and Steven Gerrard. Uh, but I would say if he's got some of those facets to his game, then I'm more than happy for him to have them, certainly. Uh, just a, a quick, on his performance, I, I heard someone say, um, kind of sum it up nicely, he did kind of neuter himself a little bit with the early yellow, didn't he? In terms of in terms of putting himself about and the, and the level of, of intensity that we expect in the challenges from him, it did kind of take a little way, away from his performance, certainly in that first half, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, it was one of those games where sometimes you can spot... You know, within the first five minutes of the game, you think, oh, fuck, now what's going on here with him? Because, I mean, like, you know, he kicks Shelby in the face and then he's just to give away the free kick, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, on the edge of the box. He was losing the ball all the time. And it's one of those, like, literally within the first few minutes, you're thinking, oh, Jordan's not on it today yeah, yeah, at all. But I don't... I've, I've got a feeling that... It's hard to say with Henderson. I'd like to say that the yellow 
wouldn't actually bother him. But just as I was about to say that, I've just actually fought back to obviously the sending off that he got last season against Man City. And, you know, there, there, there's a, a horrific sort of uh, experience he's had of getting two yellows and getting sent off and um, towards the end of the season. So I don't know if that is at the back of his mind. It wasn't in mind, but I've literally just remembered it as a, I've spoken about it. Then. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe you've got a point, but you would hope it's a Thanks, professional Neil. footballer <laughs> that, you know, any time, Trev. As a professional footballer, you can just get on with the fact that um, you've got a yellow. I mean, he's not the type of player that dives in and gets loads of yellows anyway. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it may have used it to some extent, but... I think it was just shit, to be honest, in the first half, like the rest of them were. <laughs> yeah, Andy, what about that? Like, Just basically, like the rest of the team, and as you said earlier on, the whole lot were off the pace, and then yeah. he, he picks it up in the second as well. Yeah, well, he, he, he sort of did. I don't think there was a, a performance in the team, apart from Miggs, first half, and Sacco, and Sterling, second half. Yeah. You wouldn't Other give, you that, wouldn't give no... to Joe Allen, though. I think Alan got Alan got uh, a hell of a lot of praise, but to me the standout ones were Sterling and and uh, Sacco's second half performances. Alan was terrible in the first half, like terrible, okay. terrible, like you know, terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible really, really bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I appreciate he was um, he was he was excellent in the the left hand side of the diamond. He was in fairness to him, and he went on a, a couple of. Um, Moves that were just very unlike him. Hmm. Showed a little bit extra to his game, you know, when he was in the box and he was twirling around and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, fair. So yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I take that back, Alan as well. Then. That's that. That could be a podcast yeah. first. I think we should. Probably, uh, <laughs> I'm going to move on before that goes wrong. Um, on on that idea of of of, of top performances, Neil. Um, we did have some contenders there for for our man in the match. Andy's highlighted them there. Uh, Mignolet was tremendous. Sacco was tremendous. Uh, Skirtle had a decent game for himself. Uh, Joe Allen um, uh, also. And who else do you imagine? I trust. I felt Sterling in the second and half. St- I, I would fully yeah. agree with you there. I thought, I thought Sterling was wonderful when he went to that 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 uh, change of position. Um, who for you will, will stand out? Um. Over the course of that match, it'd be very over the course of those ninety minutes, it'd be very hard to give it to anyone else. Bar Mingle, I really sure we wouldn't have been in this. We wouldn't, it, it, no matter how much we turned it around the second half, yep. we wouldn't have been in the game anyway. So, like you can say, it, uh, like his saves were more important, well, as important as a goal in the first half anyway. Mm. So we wouldn't have had the opportunity to go back only for him. And then on, on from that, um, Skirtle has been remarkably impressive over the last. Oh, the last good few months now. I know it's mm. probably not a very popular thing to say, but I mean, you can't deny the facts. He's been excellent. And mm. it's it's to do with settling into the back three and having the two other guys either side of him. Sorry, your, your negatives are negated a little bit. I know that's probably a double negative, but anyway. I'll do. But yeah, like, so he's been really, really impressive for me. Rock solid, I'd say, in fact. Mm. Now, I know his distribution isn't great. Um, sometimes his headers don't go where they're quite supposed to go. But as a defender... He's doing really, really well. I mean, you, we know he's going to dive in and your, your heart is in your mouth sometimes. Yeah. But he's been really, really impressive for me, you know, I have to say. And what about, what, he gets a little bit extra credit for being good yesterday considering that Emery Chan was slightly off the boil on, on his on his right-hand yeah. side, um, which is unusual for him. Yeah, well, look, Chan was 
that was probably his worst game for us, maybe, yes. was it? In my opinion, I think Definitely. it was anyway. Yeah. He Definitely. was isolated as well, wasn't he? He was. And he in was. the first half, they picked, well, I say they picked on him. That sounds fucking stupid. But listen, picked on him. They, they isolated him. <laughs> they picked on him. Yeah. Look they, at you and your hair. <laughs> thinking you're gorgeous. And, and you're thinking you're gorgeous there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're gorgeous. Aha, I've got to Picked on. Have you ever fucking heard anything like the abuse that the Swansea fans had? We're giving Sacco. Sacco. It was hilarious. Oh. Yeah, but come here, he didn't snap, though, either. Fair play to me. Just kept getting better and better. Yeah, just kept getting better and better. like, where is that even come from? Had there been a previous incident? No, he no, was. No, he did no. a couple of shit things in the first couple of minutes in possession. His, yeah. his first two touches were dodgy, and as a result, they went, "Oh, we dodgy." You see when they were slagging him off, and he basically just ran past everyone, oh, and then just laid off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm shit. I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, actually, but no, like, I suppose talking about looking at the standout performance, the defense. Um, in Skirtland, Sacco and, and Mignolet those three there they had to make up for a Chan having a bad game now many times yeah. though in the first half of the season you know if one of them was having a bad game it inevitably led to the rest coming down to hit their level instead of retaining their level and the whole them, 11 for yeah. coming back to their level as no, opposed to just about yeah, four yeah, yeah. so yeah. Like, it, it's a big thing it, there's a bit of mental character there now that wasn't there before and, and fair to play to them because they, 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 I think the team themselves understand that these are constant must win games mm. they, they, it's, it's the old cliche every single game they're playing is a cup final at this stage you know mm. so it, it, it's, 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 it's a credit to, to, to both Sacco and Skirtle that they retained their concentration retained everything that was going on yeah. and kept us going on it because yeah. you could even see you know they were looking for those passes into midfield and because Alan and, and Henderson weren't able to get torn and get on the ball and you know and, and, and help with the out balls and, and, and move us into the into the different phases of play they never lost it like and that's 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 a credit to the them. You'd wonder if Lavram was in there would they kept it together? Well, I think that look, you know, I'm not, I'm, 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 I don't really want to get into that. It's debate a boy and a boy, but I know it is. But still, it's probably. Valid. But what it does show is that you know maybe at last Brendan has identified that he knows what his his first choice back three is, right? By putting Sacco straight back in for the, for the must win game against Swansea. Um, it just shows you. I think he's definitely come up in terms of you know Brendan's um, estimation of how good yeah. he is and what he brings to the team. And similarly, like putting Chan back in there, I know it wasn't his best game, but he didn't take him off either. The easy thing could have been to take him off at half time and bring Lovren in, or even bring your man in. Well, talk, talk, talk to me about what, how, how you. How would you respond to this as as uh, Emery's biggest fanboy? Herschel was wondering, Herschel Murray says, could somebody explain how Lovren snuck onto the field in Emery Chan's kit? <laughs> Which I, I think is a little bit of a harsh assessment of Emery's uh, performance, but you can see where he's going. He was, it was such, a, you know, you such know, an atypical performance. Listen to me, right? Every player is going to go through peaks and troughs. Every player is going to have, to, uh, have a bad game here and there, right? And, yeah. and Chan had a bad game, and eventually it was going to happen. You can't keep having blinders all the time. You know, and he, he had a, a bad game, but... To his credit, I'll say it again. Second half, pulled the socks up, got his got his levels back, mm. and played out the game well, and and stopped being a weakness down that side. So, you know, I I really think that, you know, when we talk about the you know, the man the match performances, it's very hard to give based on one person in the first half. And mm. um, I, I I actually think Joe Allen did very well throughout the game. I didn't think his passing was great in the first half, but what he did was he was a bundle of energy. Where where Henderson was flailing, he picked up the water, he carried it all, mm, and kept shape. going and kept yeah. going. And his one two <laughs> off his face at the end of the game. That was, <laughs> 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 that was more <laughs> The look the look of shock when it hits his face. <laughs> <laughs> he flicks it up and it's like <laughs> that wasn't meant to happen. Sure, I'm only a midget, but, yeah. I, <laughs> but you know, but genuinely, I think for him as well. Well, 
it's a, it, it, you know, we, we talked about it that it t- generally takes him a, a bit of time to come back, even if he's only had a minor injury. But fair play, he came back, back in, kept the standards on, and, and got his passing right in the second half. And a lot does help with the, with the change in shape. But, you know, Mignolet, he didn't have much to do, in fairness, in the second half. His distribution is still a bit, mm, but, you know, his save, the save that he makes from Sigurdsson's shot is world class. Yeah. It's absolutely world class. He's at full stretch. The force one, I, I, I'll be honest with you, as a goalkeeper, I wasn't, I wasn't jumping up and down about the force one because you'd expect to save that one. It comes. It's it's not it's not traveling like a bullet. It's coming at a nice p- speed, and it gives you enough time to get down and react to it. And he's able to get back up and and, and cover off the second uh-huh. ball. But the the Sigurdsson shot it comes around the player, and he has to readjust his feet and get over to it. And it's it's a fantastic save when you. And he gets it. two hands, so yeah, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it wasn't just the, the amazing saves. He was punching fuck out across. Yeah. But he's doing corners. Yeah. I'll go, yeah. I'll go back to it. Fantastic. Yeah. But going back to what we said about him before, he's he's approached the second half since he's been dropped. He's really played like a fellow with nothing to lose and it's freedom as a, as, as a player it's freedom's, it's freedom's performance levels he's not he's no longer afraid to try something or do something or you know where he might have been second guessed himself about oh well I don't want to make the a mistake the self doubt is gone yeah, yeah it? the self doubt yeah. and I think that, but that comes from being he knew that he was out the door at Christmas if you know what I mean like he knew he was he was basically going to see at the end of the season if they didn't sign someone in January and then it was he'd probably be number two at come to, come to summertime but because he's put, him, he's put himself with that carefree attitude what will be interesting to see is if we come around and we don't sign, say, a recognised number one, right? How he reacts to us signing another goalkeeper that puts him under pressure where he might start then t- second guessing about what he's doing and making sure he's being safe. O- on that form, he's worth points to us like he was last year. Yeah, yeah. You know, look, look at on that form. Who now, was going to his, his kicking is still so laughably shite. I, I, I was actually enjoying how awful it was because <laughs> he was so good. Because he was so good. If uh, he, otherwise, you know. If, he had, if, if, if Mingle had been in the form he's in now towards coming at this stage last season, we would have won the league. Yeah. He wasn't like he's at a higher level now than he has been Even at any that, yeah. time at Liverpool. Like yeah. he's he's, he's I, better. I, I, he's better than he. And what he's, he's a better. He's a better goalkeeper than I thought he was. What, what, he, what, he's, what he's doing now, which is a huge departure from where he was for the first say eighteen months he was at Liverpool, is he's dominating his box. Forget mm. the distribution. He's dominating. He's as you said. He's coming for every cross and he's getting to them. Right. It's not that he's just coming and throwing a hand or whatever. He's getting to them ninety percent of the cross mm. that he's coming for, and he's making a telling interaction with Proper those crosses. Connection, yeah. And that's made such a big difference. And you can see his starting position is much higher in the box. When you look now, he's not afraid to be up around the edge of his box, where before he was sitting on this, he was camped on a six yard line. So there was a big distance to make up. And he's coming out, he's outside the box. And all. there was even a time last night, he was, he was miles outside the box at one stage. And you're just saying, right, that's what you wanted him to do. That's what, when we were asking, for, when we wanted to see him improve, that's exactly what we look for him to improve at. So, you know, it's great to see. Long may it continue. And, he, had he been man the match last night it would have been well well deserved purely on that save alone from Sigurdsson but yeah. the other stuff that goes on but purely on that save alone from Sigurdsson that's a turning point in the match when he makes that save Absolutely Neil another man whose name is getting thrown around there is uh, was Mamadou Sacco now we had a couple of comments in from um, from listeners talking about um, you know, if we ran out of something to talk about, we could also, also always talk, say, Chris, about the uh, level of arousal achieved when Sacco glided past the whole Swansea side, which one of the lads mentioned a few minutes ago. And we had another one in from uh, Red Mentat saying, how can you explain the media's endless criticism of Sacco, even though he's becoming one of our biggest assets? Um, now, it was funny uh, to see the media, general media reaction being echoed in the Swansea crowd, but by God, he really did silence them as the match went on, didn't he? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, the media thing is, is just ridiculous. It's almost like, and I suppose you get this with fans, and we all do it, and we do it about our, sort of, you know, our own scapegoats and everything. 
But you spend months and months and months saying that someone's shit and ridiculing them. And if you're doing it publicly on television, then a lot of these pundits aren't all of a sudden going to turn around and say, oh, I was wrong. So they'll either just go silent on it. Well, they're not, he's actually given the credits there that is deserved. I mean, I don't think he was quite as great as people were making out when he first came. I think how he's playing now and how he's been playing since Christmas is by far the best we've seen of him and is probably the level that his, his fans who just supported him, um, regardless of how he's playing, thought he was playing, but he's been absolutely brilliant now. And, and, to, and this whole thing about an awkward style and things, I mean... I don't even notice that, to be honest. I'm not really sort of, you know, seeing... It's, it's not something I'm particularly looking out for. And it's almost like, because everyone says all the time it's got this awkward style, you find yourself going, oh, yeah, Sacco's got an awkward style. But I've actually been, <laughs> I haven't actually noticed it myself. No, it's a forced, it's a forced agenda, Neil. It really is. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous. But, I mean, going back to something that Neil said, I think that, that in regards to scale... I've, I mean, everyone seems to be keen. Well, not everyone. You know, that's a bit of a generalisation. But there's, there's a tendency to go, right, Saka, who's the best, you know, is the defender that's making a difference. Chan is the um, defender that's making a difference. I think Skirtle has been just as good as Saka and Chan. I think that three as a unit of being exceptional. I think the way they've sort of married together and also with Mignolet, like, sort of as that back four, I think that's definitely a case of, you know, Sums being greater than the whole of the parts and everything. Um, Sacco is a part of that, and Sacco has been absolutely excellent. But I think what's good about the way that unit works well is that even when Sacco was injured and Lovren came in, because it's ticking along nicely now, it's like it's just like a machine pairing along. It's like you could even put someone like Lovren in, who obviously isn't to the level of Sacco, and we still never conceded that many goals. Or you can make a change. You can put Johnson in there for a small amount of time. And like you know, the about world, two minutes. yeah, the world doesn't <laughs> implode, even though we all expected it to. You know what I mean? So I, I just think that then that back four, including Mignolet, is it's been an absolute revelation. And Sacco, yeah, is a key part of that. But I mean, I'd give the credit as well to Skirtle and Sean and Mignolet. I think all of them together be absolutely exceptional. And for me, I just wouldn't want to see that broken up at all now. However, I would be confident that if one does get injured, that it's not going to be the end of the world, which is what we've seen in the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, that is that is encouraging. Andy, to go to the far end of the park, we're talking about what's working well in the defensive um, part of the pitch. What's working not so well in the attacking uh, part of the pitch, we've spoken about briefly, flagged it up there, is Danny Sturridge. Um, he is struggling. There's no two ways about it. And it's hard to know whether it's fitness or form or a combination of both. Was he really unfortunate with that effort at the end? Or did you find yourself, like me, kind of cursing him that he didn't take something a little bit more simple on than what appeared to be a very ambitious effort? But overall, talk to me about storage. Yeah, um, again, it was just it was just one, one of his poorer games. There was parts, of, especially in the second half, which, which, which he did impress me. He was adding something else that, you know, Okay, this isn't coming off where I'm the lead striker and I'm supposed to the responsibilities here to score goals. Mm. He was coming short a lot and he was coming out wide right and he was just being a team player, you know, just getting on the ball, moving it around, <coughs> trying to find his feet. Look, Sturge knows that chances are gonna come from him. He yeah. might be enforcing a bit lately. He wants to be the man, that's what he's all about. It's not gonna work that way. He's not gonna just walk back into the team and just be the man. Like Liverpool 
got themselves back to this level without him. Mm. With Sterling, Coutinho, Lalana, whoever, up Markovic across the top. And you might just need to start thinking a bit more like them players. But Sturridge is well able to put himself about. He's well able to come from different positions. Like we've seen that a lot last season, you know, when Suarez was in the team and you had you, you wondered what they're going to do how will they accommodate the both of them because both, both obviously prefer to play through the middle but when when Sturridge had to play wide um, he, he done it quite well so he's just going to have to do that now mm. and it's because it's happened before though Andy isn't it he's come back and been immediately effective and that's why you know people were hoping that that would be the case again yeah, right? yeah we might have been playing a different way at the time like you know yeah. when like, Liverpool start like they're playing well but if they start going to the levels they were last season where they're blowing teams away early mm. where they're being really like a frightening team mm. because I still don't think teams are coming to play Liverpool and being frightened I think most teams are coming along thinking we can put this run to an end mm. whereas last season there was a stage where teams were just didn't know what to do yeah. they were falling yeah. early on so when Liverpool come back or if they do where there's a lot of you know we're getting a lot of ball on the final third mm. and He's getting more space and uh, and teams are, are frightened and standing off. Sturridge is going to score goals. But how much, of, how much of us not being as frightening as we were is down to the fact that maybe he's not operating anywhere near at his, at his level. Like, I mean, to, to, to shun the responsibility back onto him for a bit to play devil's advocate, is it because he's underperforming that we are effectively less effective? I think, I, I don't know. It's because he's only back so long. Yeah, it's hard to know. Like, like we said last week, that he seems to be holding something back. He's afraid. I think he's afraid that he might be. Out, he find himself out of team for the rest of the season. I didn't think his performance. It, it was poor, but I don't think it's. I, I still see every game it coming on a small bit. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I actually think the game the weekend could could suit him, but I probably wouldn't play him because it's too. It's because other players have been playing too well okay. and. I think tactically, you know, the best thing to do would be to probably not play him. But I actually do think it, it could be the game that would suit him. Okay, well, we'll, we'll definitely come to you. You remind me of that and come back to it when we're doing preview. Neil, just on, on Sturridge's effort towards, towards the end. Yeah, do tell me. Uh, uh, towards the end of the match, his effort, what did you make of it? Um, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Did you think that so? Was, yeah, well, the one that hit the post. I, I genuinely didn't think it was fantastic at all. I think, that was, I think for Sturridge, in terms of Sturridge, so rather than his t- t- the shot to hit the post at the end of the match, I think it's probably been mentioned before. He's a lad playing with the, still with the injury on, in the back of his mind. I mean, I don't think I'm, that's. You reckon that's. Think clear, that's, yeah. I think it's yeah. I think it's crystal clear because of the very nature of the type of footballer that he is, that it works in he works in explosive movements and his physiological makeup, if he doesn't recover proper from this injury, it could see an end to his career playing at that level at I mean challenging for championships, Champions League, international level. I mean he could drop down and play at a lower level. But he has he hasn't got that explosiveness in his game. His effectively hit that his the finer points of his games are going to disappear. Mm. So not I think not only is he struggling to come back from injury, he's strugg- he's so careful that he doesn't he doesn't want to ruin the rest of his career. I think that's on, to me it's plain to see that's on his mind because he doesn't look to me like a lad who has sprinted at hundred percent since he's come back. Yeah, uh, yeah. In fairness, I think so. That's... Uh, but then just to get back his chance at the end of the match. I thought it was. It, I suppose you could say it looked lazy, but I didn't think. I thought it was a little bit of genius. Oh no, it's it's, it's not lazy. But um, if he scores, it, it brings back the adage about him shitting on the pitch and then just scoring. It does. It does. It? Yeah, it's just it's, like, it's 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 that thing about. It was a great. I thought it was great. I think. I think again. I think he's been ruined by Moreno dancing with him. 
You reckon that's what did yeah. it? Yeah, I think like, he, he, was, he looked to be back in form until Moreno decided to jump in on the dance. <laughs> so Moreno's <laughs> fucked it up. He's getting away with murder, actually, Moreno. He's been shit lately. I, 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 yeah, he has. I tell you what, I wouldn't have taken him off. I would have taken Lallana off before Moreno. I, t- I think Moreno had started to come into the game in the that's, second half. That's, he's the last sacred horse, Lallana. I'm telling you, he's the last uh, he sacred He is the horse. last sacred horse. There's, there's something really sacred about him. Speaking of sacred horses. As a crown. Speaking of sacred horses. You like that for a segue. I fucking love Stevie it. G. Talk to me about Stevie G. Yeah, talk, to me, talk to me about. Talk to me. What's that, Captain Blackbeard? Talk to me. This is all right. <laughs> Fuck off, me hearties. Um, talk to me. Talk to me about Stephen Jared Impact Sub. We've been t- calling out for it for a long time. Listen, did you I, see it working well there? I said it at the start of the season. Did you? I, did you say? It? I did, did fucking well say it at the start of the season. Well and if I didn't, I taught it at the start. No, of the I said season. it. I said it. You taught it. Go on, go on. But you know, I, that's exactly what we want them. So to get him on at 62 minutes, it was two minutes later. 62 minutes yeah, is the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was two minutes later. But, you know, he, he comes on. The thing about Gerard for me was that he could always put in 25 minutes through this season and then his legs seemed to go on him. Just, it's, it's, it's a pure age thing, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. You're asking to play in centre midfield. I was sort of like, when, when he appeared in centre midfield, I was like, oh no. But then you could see he's able to get around for those 25, 26 minutes that he's yeah. on the pitch. He's able to put it in. He sees what's going on. He, of all our midfielders, he was the one that's able to fizz a pass along the ground, right? The, if you look at all the passes up until then, even Coutinho was floating passes out to lads' feet, right? But if you fizz it along the ground, you know yourself, it just, just moves, it moves it so much quicker and it means that you open play up and you can keep the movement going. Did you see that coming? Did you see him coming and sitting deep? I did not I didn't, see I, that I didn't coming. see it coming, but I did. I've always, I always felt that, you know, Whatever, where if he came on in the front three or if he came on as the attacking midfielder for 25 minutes, you're going to get an absolute blunderbuss out of him. And again, he comes on and he showed he showed another level that you know he's fully fully there, he's fully tuned in, he mm. has what he needs to do for those to, for for a restricted time. And as I said to you, when you bring Steven Gerrard off the bench, the mental impact. Going back to Andy's bit about you know blasting teams away, teams are looking at that and they're saying bollocks. Here's Gerard for 25 minutes. Woof. You know, no matter what's going to happen, he could step up and crack a, a free kick into the top corner or he yeah. might just pull one out of his locker from nowhere. But it hobbles your chaos theory when it comes on deep, doesn't it? It does hobble it. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, because as Andy said, to, to, to bring the chaos theory back in, we went in with the grenade formation at that the stage. grenade so formation. Just, just yeah, launched it in there and see, what, technical see, what, see, what, see what happens. <laughs> it's the new ones. There's a pin and all on the top of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it, genuinely, you know, I was delighted, and I hope he's used that way towards the for the rest of the season because I think he offers us so much doing those small cameo roles that he could have a huge big impact. And it also for Henderson, I know he didn't have a particularly great game, but he had a much better second half. But it retains his authority on the pitch. I know he hands the, the armband to Gerard, but it's not that you know people are still he's still the go to man then for the start for for, the, for the, the games when they kick off, and he's still the man that's leading the team out into the pitch, mm. and it's allowing him to grow mentally. As a captain, I'm not mm. saying as, as as a player, but as as a captain, he he's feeling that well. Actually, no, I'm 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 the on pitch captain, and Steve, he has the impact yeah, with Stephen on the pitch. Steve is the, is the club yeah. captain. I fully <coughs> accept it when he comes on. I give him the armband, mm. but I'm the I'm the I'm the I'm the fellow who leads this team out, and it's me who's going to be responsible for this kicking off right and in, in the right way. So, you know that that's good, and I was delighted to see him. I, I I continue to use him that way. I think he brings us so much when you bring him when you use him that way, and there's no harm in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We get to use Stephen Gerrard as, uh, to his fullest potential for, for his remaining time with the club. Well, look, we'll talk about Stephen and whether he should start or not uh, against United in the preview. Mm. But I just want to finish out on this topic um, before we go to the last little one. Um, and just by asking you, Neil, for your thoughts on, on, on the idea of Gerrard as an impact sub for the rest of the season. Because um, we've talked about it on here, but it'd be interesting to get your take. I think 
he's perfect for the impact sub because of the diversity he's got. I mean, it's not even a case of you bring him on to play in one position. Like you just said there, you didn't expect him to be put where he was put. I think he played so well there because it was essentially the position he played well in in the second half of last season. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the deep line thing. But what you've got there, I mean, you've never thought that we'd think of Steven Gerrard as a utility player. But as a sub, that's exactly what he is in terms of if we need to get a goal, you could put him in a front three. We could put him high up in the midfield. We could put him in a holding position, um, like with the, like we did um, against Swansea. So it's not. It's almost like you know you've got like you sort of three players in one there when you bring Gerrard on. Now I don't think you'd be able to. We know that maybe he can't do it quite for the ninety minutes, but for that half an hour, if you've essentially got one player on the pitch who can play a number of positions and therefore depending on the way the game has gone and what is needed in that game, he will pretty much unless like Mingley is having a shit game or something, obviously he's not going to do it there mm. but pretty much he could at least be a solution for a problem, whether it'll work every time or not um, I'm not too sure, but and he's shown that throughout his career as he, like, you know, he ends up at right back in Istanbul and it was always the thought that whatever position he would play he would be the best player in that position on the pitch, but He's not that quite that player anymore, but he's still got that impact. And also what you said about just... I think we lose sight sometimes of this is the impact Steven Gerrard has on other teams, on other fans. Is that I think we've been spent so long the last two years going on about sort of how he's not the player he was. Is that you got to remember, not everybody else watches him week in, week out. For a lot of other people, he is still the Steven Gerrard that he was. So, you know, he's a psychological tool as well. And, yeah, obviously... Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, good on him. But I wouldn't be starting for the rest of the season. I would be using him as an impact sub, no matter how much I love him. And I sort of want to see him as many times as I can before he goes. I think it's better for the team if he is used as a sub, yeah. Yeah, um, Andy. Speaking uh, of of utility players, everyone's kind of utility player under Brandon Rogers. It seems to be, but um, um, there's another utility player come off the bench towards the end of the match uh, with a hundred percent statistic (laughs) at the moment. Is Glenn Johnson? How'd How'd you like them apples, Andy? I don't like them apples. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Like. It's just that's about the right it, answer. It's fella. just like yeah. it's just mad. It's yeah. just mad. I don't know. He's I a psychological tool, yeah. as Neil Poole would say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you insist on on, on Johnson. Like you'd, you'd have anyone in the team mm. ahead of him. Mm. I'm just sick of it at this stage. And I, you know, yeah, everyone sort of thinks he'd be gone in the summer, but all this playing him just sort of suggests what I was. Yeah, yeah. No Phil, need, there's no need to be playing. Phil, you wanted to come in that because yeah, yeah. I, I was delighted from 100 percent passing. And it was one pass, but like even still, <laughs> it was 100. percent What a pass! What a pass! It went all about three yards. Yeah, you know, so, which, which is like it is an improvement on what. what, what yeah. <laughs> well, the, the ball was in the far corner of the pitch, so like there was never any chance of him even getting on the ball. It was basically <laughs> Sterling and Sturridge up in the far corner. I'm with Andy. Like I, 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 I. You know, I'd, I would have brought Lovren on sooner in that uh, there, even even there as as a wing back than somebody that that's not going to yeah. be there next year. Because I don't care, I, I I don't think even if Brendan wants to keep him, I think the club have made the decision that he's gone. Yeah, you know what I mean. Even as is Aiden is out today saying that they're speaking to other clubs. Yeah, you know. So you mm. know, the the sooner he's gone, the better because it just puts this whole conversation to bed. It does. Yeah. <laughs> even yeah. though he is now on a hundred percent passing, 
Yeah, and it, has, it, has, it was funny as interesting as agent said that it could be Twitter telling Parkies but Twitter doesn't lie sure doesn't it never as agent said today yeah, yeah we're really thinking about going to Roma but we haven't spoken to them and they haven't spoken to us <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know <laughs> <what> I mean. <laughs> he could say anything he's going to go and play in the NFL next year <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we haven't uh, spoke to anyone about it so it's cool could he play in the NFL he could, what yeah. position could he play right wing Mike <laughs> <laughs> he could play any Kicker. position Kicker. any position Kicker. a punter a month? No. A punt, no, no, no. I don't know enough about American football to kind of put him somewhere, but I, I, I think he might be just better off there. <laughs> <laughs> that was so young. One place he would not be is safety, let's put yeah. it that for sure. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Neil, to finish this off and finish our review off, uh, the result was a very enjoyable result, even if the match wasn't an enjoyable match to watch. We're pretty relieved at the end of it. It was, to go back full circle, the best seeing out of a game that we've 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 actually seen as Liverpool fans in quite a while. It reminded uh, older chaps like myself and, and Casey there of the eighties. It was it was it was lovely, beautifully cynical, and just just a nice way to 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 calmly finish a game. Yeah, it was never in doubt. Sure, it was. And, no. I suppose we, and we were and we've been criticising Sturridge for being a for being a little bit lazy, but he was intrinsic to it, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he kept possession great. I know it was all down in the corner, and let's get a one 0 away to Swansea. But that's what that's you want to do. Want, yeah. I mean, but that's that's. At the game after City, who did we play after that? We won 2-0. I can't, I can't Borny, remember that. Yeah, that was similar. We never looked in doubt from, from the first mm. minute straight. I mean, that, so that's a, that's a character trait that's developing in the team. And it, yeah. it all comes stems from the reliability at the back. And we do like we fairly idea. We're not going, we have a good chance we're not going to concede here. Yeah. So that uh, momentum, if you want, or that character has been building up for a couple of weeks now. I know it may have died off in the cup match, but don't, don't mind the FA Cup. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, I'm, not, so, I'm not having that. Favourite competition. Yeah, so the, the fact that the fact that we closed it, uh, that steely mentality. I mean, there's been signs of that growing throughout the team anyway. Yeah. But it was yeah, it was brilliant to just close out like that and just say, "This, this isn't going to use me. Just blow it up, ref." This is what you would have heard a few years ago. Mm-hmm. All right, blow it up. I'm going to blow up the review then. Oh, segue. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <Arr>. <laughs> okay, let's look forward to um, what many people see as the biggest game of the season: um, the visit of United. Um, especially when there's so much riding on it. Hard not to be incredibly tense about this one. Um, so there come their place. Anything apart from a loss is a, probably a good result for them. Um, can we start off, Neil, with you analysing in great detail how a team as shite as United can be stumbling towards Champions League with so much momentum? I don't watch them today, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Fair I enough. I but literally, I, I can't abide them. I feel queasy watching them. So, and yeah. I don't really watch any other teams other than Liverpool. Um, so I only really see them when they play us. So if you want uh, the analysis, it's down <laughs> to uh, formations... Philosophy, uh, <laughs> t- tactics, uh, that, big, that big clipboard Van Gaal, clipboard Van Gaal's got. Um, I don't know. Maybe they're not as bad as we think. I don't know. Do you, uh, do you watch? The, are they as bad? I mean, the amount of money they spent is it like you know over hundred million or whatever. And what they're paying in wages? All I could assume is that some of that quality must be, well, not Falcao, like, but the rest of them, some of that quality must just be coming through. Yeah, sorry, go on. I was going to say, I, I, like, I think the league is that bad. Is I mean, there is a lot of dross. And if, if you look at pretty much, that's what's annoyed me about since Christmas, is everyone that we're competing with has had that same run. 
And it's almost like all the shit teams have dropped off at the same time. Yeah. And all the ones who are competing for the Champions League spot have found a level and have beaten those sides. Whether, you know, even Southampton and Spurs. I mean, I wouldn't get too excited about... I mean, I never saw the game, but I wouldn't get too excited about them beating Spurs. I mean... We dicked them the last four times on the trot. I'm not very good, Ardy, to be honest. I mean, they've gone from being like a bogey team of ours to one that you would gladly play, you know, every week. Yeah. Um, so I'm not reading too much into the fact that Man United beat Spurs, who are shit at home. Uh, it doesn't worry me. And uh, you'll probably want me predictions on later, uh, later. But I- I'm not too concerned about them because... Well, I haven't seen him, so I don't know what to be scared of, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, that, Andy, poorly there with some shatteringly good analysis of football that he's never watched. So that's, that's, that's particularly good day tripper stuff. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to come to you about United as a force. Um, I, I'm going to imagine that you've seen a bit of them. Is it actually what Neil put his finger on there, that there's enough of their good players actually coming good? Uh, enough of the time for them to be where they are is that what it's all about uh, just well, the quality no I mean like when you think about the money they spent they, like De Maria is going to pop into your head and Falcao um, they're not the it's not these quality players that are seeing them through it's it's I don't I, like it's very hard to put your finger on it like they were so bad around the time they, they, they bashed us well they didn't bash us we you know we put her up to them but they beat us 3-0 they were so bad then but like looking at them a bit lately they were it, the Spurs game was the first time they impressed me this season I thought they were brilliant now in the first half mm. uh, I thought Spurs rolled over a little bit but they've went back to sort of playing a, a back four there you know the way the fans were chanting what fuck <laughs> <laughs> so tactics Van Gaal yeah. went to back to a flat, uh, flat back four and it seems to be working out from they play a diamond sometimes they play two up top with Van Persie and Falcao and Rooney in behind are lately Rooney on top up top of the zone mm. so I'd say like playing us they probably play Rooney up top of the zone and play a diamond or some sort of a 4 two, three, one, something like that they're not they're not a team we should be scared of they Maybe as Neil says, they have decent players. We all know Manchester United have decent players, but Van Gaal is far from utilising them decent players. They're way better than he is getting them. Okay. So, while he's there, as long as he's there and Will Moyes is there, it's huge opportunities for we just blown away mm. because Rodgers is a better manager than him. Mm. He has, like, it's, they're ugly at the moment, like. And I mean, listen to Man United fans, I think they're in a, kind of a denial, like, you know, they, they'll admit to you that they're not happy but they think just because it's not Moyes yeah. that this is better and because he's brought introduced all these quality players that things are things are on the improvement but I don't think their points is a, not a hell of a lot better maybe maybe they're five or six points better off than they were at this stage last season mm. or something I'm not too sure what concerns what concerns me about them is um, I'd echo the sentence any time I've watched them it's generally been against teams that you expect them to beat and they've struggled to beat them or haven't or they've dropped points right but the games that I've watched them in you know the, the bigger matches say the likes against Chelsea and Arsenal and stuff like that their level seems to have come up about three or four or five levels from where, where they've been playing at right and they've they've gotten results out of it I think they've got the best ro- best set of results against say the teams in the top six out of us uh, and them yeah. <coughs> yeah, yeah out of anyone else so you know, that's my concern because when I look back at our run and we talked about our run in February where it was all the hard teams you're saying, Jesus, that's a really hard run of fixtures yeah. and we need, to, we need to do well in that. Like they're, they're facing into the same. They win with loads of confidence off the sports game. And as you said, look, they don't need to win 
if they once they don't lose they're still two points clear of us yeah. right they're mm. still top four they're still two points clear of us with games it's, running it, out yeah. with games running out and it's still in their hands and they're halfway through they're really poor like they're really hard spell in terms of matches and knowing that we then have to go to Arsenal and Chelsea still as well so there's potentially two games where we could drop points so I'm looking at it saying you know for us <laughs> looking at them they're going to come in they're going to come in full of confidence not so much in terms of the style of football they're playing but the, of, of the, the, the run of form that they've had in the big games and they're not going to be fearing at all and the one thing about Van Halen you know he, he, he sort of confused me because for, for a guy who's been so tactically adept over the, the, the course of his career and has had teams playing relatively good football wherever he's gone probably with the exception of Holland in the World Cup and now United in terms of the way they're playing as well it seems very strange but he will have looked at that Swansea game. He will look at how they, the game plan that they implemented against us and he will look to replicate that with the players that he has. And it probably suits his team better in terms of setting up that way in a diamond with, with, with the midfielders, etc. that he has to try go and replicate what Swansea did, but with better quality up front and better quality attacking-wise in terms of the, the, the individual players they have. Mm. So there's always going to be a threat there and a fear there in terms of them coming and, and, and scraping a result or fluking a result or getting something out of the game, which we think... if. if if you're to stack the two teams up, stack the form up and stack the way the teams have been playing since Christmas, we should be clear winners and running clearly out. But do you actually think you'll do that as opposed to going to the <coughs> default setting of yeah, Hayden yeah. Fellaini? No, I think I think he will because that's the type he is. He may go to the, the default setting for the last 25 minutes or something if, if if he wants to go and win the game or he wants to get a goal back or something like that, you know what I mean? Mm. But I genuinely think just looking at him that he, he will have seen the Swansea game plan and said, but they, they, they may have twigged this. They may mm. have twigged this three at the back for him in field system. And it'll be interesting to see how Brendan has to then counteracts against a fella who will look to change it as in play in terms of and, and will look to change his tactics around. Mm. And if we change, then he'll look to change it again to, to try to create new spaces and new opportunities against us if we go to a diamond. So I think it's going to be fascinating. I fucking hate this match. I hate this match more than any game in, 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 in the year. I think it's, a, it's especially an Irish team because the majority of, of Irish football fans are either United or Liverpool and like when you walk into your job it's, it's, it's one or the other and you know it's, it's always in your face when, when things don't work out and that 3-0 at Christmas just fucking killed me like, you know mm, what I mean? Mm. Because we weren't even bad in the day. We could have got a, easily come out with a 3 all draw with the amount of chances, clear chances that we had against the game and the whole lot. So, I just, I'm already coiled up like a fucking round spring thinking about this match and it's yeah. like, just get us the win. Get us the win. Get us. Get our noses in front. Get the fucking win. Get 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 it into our hands for the first time this season for top four. Just keep going. The next three games, put three fucking wins, and then if we go into it into the Chelsea match or whatever, whether it's four games, or whatever, just put the wins in the board up to the Chelsea game. And if we drop some points there, we drop some points there. Just let's get this fucking game and get the win under our belts. Forget what's gone on before. It's just the next four games. Get fucking four wins, and you know we're almost there. We're almost there. Six six more wins from our nine games gives us seventy two points. And as, as Andy did and as Andy Andy Nomics spot, <laughs> seventy two points normally guarantees you a top four place. So mm-hmm. that's that's what you're looking at. Six six wins to get it. I, I, that was really enjoyable because you started off just getting two more wins that was just get four just six wins yeah. <laughs> fucking brilliant uh, just nine more wins <laughs> nine more. <laughs> uh, Neil uh, Phil is, 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 is articulating what we're all t- thinking there is it's, it's, it's not an enjoyable match is it this one or uh, do you have a different take on it it's nervous excitement doesn't it I kind of get a bit of a buzz out of that idea, do you, you know yeah. what I mean yeah because yeah. my life is severely lacking and I'll buzz at the minute Good so I get a bit of a buzz out of that no but I tell you what it is for me this match um, 
although if you take it on its own as 90 minutes this game the build up to this game has started months ago and it was always just get ourselves in a position where if we can play them for three points and we beat them we can move on and pass them out I mean that so the build up for me has been happening for two months or since we since we had our turnaround this was this was always if we can just get it give ourselves a chance give, and like we're nine, we're 80% of the way there now just yeah. the last little push get us across the line the last 20% get the three points and move on mm. so I see it as not a, one, not a match on its own but it's something that's been growing and building for months on end mm. and I, I honestly do think we're going to beat them and do you think that could be the deciding psychological thing? Well, I think psychologically, because of we were so badly turned over down there, like a three 0 it's the scoreline. That's, yeah. that's a proper paper, turnover, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So that, to go from where we were then, like we're at a really low ebb, and if we if we can beat them, take their position in the Champions League, that's the complete. That's the turnaround yeah, complete. Yeah. Like, massive isn't it from? Yeah. It's yeah. black and white, yin and yang, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So I mean, they have that motivation. And they got it right in the second half. And I wouldn't be too worried myself about Van Gaal doing what Swansea did in the first half because we countered that and we blew, I know they're better players, fair enough, but we mm. blew we blew Swansea away in the second half. It was 70% possession or something mm. like that. And it should have been, the score should have been a lot higher. So, I mean, I think he'll be thinking more along the lines of, well, Sir Rogers figured out that. I mean, that's that. There's no point in playing that because they blew Swansea away. So he's going to have to come up with something else. There's different I think, players. To, yeah, he'd be I asking different he'll type he'll of players to do that. He'd be asking Mata to do that. Like... Matta, Chelsea were delighted to see the back of Matta. Matta won't yeah. really do that for you, like that that sort of donkey work. You know, that's, not, that's the point I was making. Like he yeah. hasn't got that option because yeah. we have we like Rogers, in my opinion, has already answered that question. If that's the formation you want to go with, you know what I mean. And what about Di Maria? Is he suspended? He must be oh, says suspended. He pushed a ref, didn't he? Yeah, but he got yeah. a second yellow for that. I don't know if any kicks in either. Mm. Yeah. There's, 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 there's research. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, research there's, there's kind of players. <laughs> there's research. kind of their more advanced midfielders like De Maria, yeah. Fellaini, Mate, uh, who else? Uh, Yanazoi. You're not really thinking they'll do that job quite so well. Mm. And I mean, they're they're more forward thinking players. So Joe Allen, Henderson, whoever. They should be able to find a little bit space why, around which, them which is why you can see him reverting to the default setting with like oh, fuck it let's lump it at Fellaini and see what happens yeah I, don't, well, I wouldn't say they go at the start they're not sure Liverpool have three centre halves yeah no I don't mean from the start yeah. but when that when that pressing possibly yeah. does the start the well, yeah. I, th- I think if they do right yeah. uh, in fairness I think Carragher pointed out with three centre backs where they, where they were getting the space to hit Fellini, right? One of our centre backs can step out and always challenge for the headers, and he won't get he won't get cleaner free headers on it. Like <clears throat> if they put him up alongside Chan, Chan loves to come and attack a header, yeah, and he doesn't mind the fucking physical battle going on as well. So that doesn't bother me as much. I just think you know, as I said, these games often turn into fucking lottery jobs mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of you know it's 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 always so tight, it's always so nervy. So many times a mistake opens up the opens up the the fourth goal, and then you often see the team that scores the fourth goal maybe score a second or a third because on a counter attack, and that's that's where my fucking nerves are because we will chase the game if we go one down we will go and chase the game, and maybe then we get a little bit exposed because we're going to chase it hard, but if we go one up, then we've got we're going to have so much space to exploit against them. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just going to open up for us. And when you've got the likes of Sterling and even Sturridge, if you get Sturridge up against any of the plebs they have in se- at centre back, like he's going to batter them. Even if he can't run, he's going to mm. batter them. Mm. You know what I mean? Just once, if he has the finishing boots on, we're going to be in such a good position. Well, as Aldi said, he's so close. And he's twist, <coughs> twisting and turning. The twisting and turning. Yeah. And I think a big, big game in front of Anfield. You know, for Sturridge in his own head, 
to be able to score maybe one or two against United to win the match to put yeah, us back top four. Yeah. This is this is this is where he says mm. I'm back yeah. and I'm back with a fucking vengeance. I am the man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Neil, a couple of the things we talked about um, earlier on, we just flagged them up. We said we returned them in the preview centre around selection and uh, I suppose we'll start with the club captain um, for you is there an argument I know you've kind of touched on already but is there an argument for uh, Jared to start or if there's not do you think there's a likelihood given Brendan has shown indications towards sentimentality in the past in the selections no, I don't think there is an argument for him to start I actually don't think he will start I mean it, it, it seems with him going and with him being out um, and with us playing so well, I mean, he's sort of, I think he's proven with Sacco that he sort of, he's got back to that sort of meritocracy, sort of way of judging the players. Where Sacco was playing so well, he got injured, and then you know he played at half for the reserves, did okay in that, and then he's come back straight to the team. That's that's his position. Um, I think the same happens with Gerard, but you know the inverse of it, where he won't just come back in the team because. You know, Alan's been playing well there. I mean, that's too. I assume he'd be placed unless he's going to sort of put him in the front three, which I don't think would be advisable. Mm. Uh, so I, I just, I, I, I think Brendan might have just got over that sort of, that that like that thing with Gerard now, and I don't think he will just sort of throw him in and start him. Um, and no, I don't think he should. Um, he should either. But um, and in terms of storage. I personally would rather Sturridge came on. I agree entirely what the lads said there about, you know, he'd be well afforded in his head. It's Sturridge against Man United and, you know, he's got like a decent record of scoring against them. But I think I'd quite like to see him come on with, you know, for like a second half or with half an hour to go. Uh, pretty much, I'd go with how we started against Man City, you know, with Sterling and Coutinho and Lallana and that, you know, all that real energy and high pressure and really do what we did last season as such and just are trying to get out of the traps. Yeah. Then you've got the likes of Gerard and Sturridge there to just come on as substitutions and make a real impact if you need it. That, yeah. That's how I go for it, whether he does that. Whether uh, he listens to me or not, I don't know. I'm sure he does listen to you, man. Uh, Andy yeah. Young's nodding his head there in agreement. Do you, yeah. you, you'd be inclined to go Yeah, Neil's just talking a huge amount of sense there. Like, it's yeah. like, agree 100%. Um, exactly the way we went against City and just from the very beginning, just... Just go with them, like I mean, mm. the, uh, Swan opposite the Swansea, pretty much. Mm. Like the the temptation for Rogers must be there to start to soak it up and maybe catch them on the counter or whatever, or just feel ourselves into the game. I just, I just really hope he doesn't do that. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I you know, I'd be happy to see Stuhrsch on the pitch if he's on the pitch because I really do think he he could do something against you know this weekend. But if I was picking a team, I'd be going exactly when City against City and just. Busy tree up front, like you know what I mean. Um, you the, the fear is there that they would have a good game against them three because they're not as clinical, maybe as storage. If he took a chance, like you know, yeah, the is not going to just you know, storage is top class once he's in and goal. Mm. Um, and then, uh, Gerard, man, I, 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 I do you know, any way I can see Jared getting into the team if someone gets a knock towards the end of the week in training or yeah. something like that? Yeah, I just think I'd be, I'd be just flabbergasted what Rogers now if he was to turn around so and put Jared even, into the even team. the poor Lalana, and he was poor, let's be honest, against Swansea. You don't see him coming out for Jared, uh, no, no, no. I mean, like Lalana's getting a lot of stick, he's he's still grand, he's he's still fine, you know, he's a squad player and he has. 
he's quick feet and he can create something and he has a pass and he keeps possession. Mm. He's doing what Rogers wants him to do. Yeah. Okay. Like I mean, he could probably tr- try and take a bit of a le- less less one touch. Like you know what I mean, move mm. the ball a bit quicker, mm. as he did. You know before he got injured and he was playing quite well so I'd be going how they went against City and he was, he was decent versus City um, Neil one area that is is kind of up for grabs is the wing back kind of area of the pitch and you've got various personnel there who could or come in or come out what are you thinking uh, that looks like um, DC Markovic <coughs> coming back in um, well, I suppose it is a problem area, isn't it? Well, it's, it's hard to call it a problem area, really, when we're winning and not conceding goals. It's very hard to single any area out as a problem. Mm. Um, it's a weak area, maybe probably probably no more weak than the left than the left wing back, in my opinion. But um, yeah, I suppose it's, it's well, it's very you'd be very reluctant to put Sterling in there anyway because you want him busy up front. I mean, well, yeah. just to echo what Andy and Neil were saying. You want them busy up front, and you want the all-out, all-in, all-action like we did with City. And but you know, it's very re- hard to replicate one performance against a, against a separate team. But so yeah, so Sterling will be wasted in there. So Markovic, I suppose. But I mean, we did get it right in the second half against Swansea. You know what I mean? So it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? It's, it's six or one half, doesn't it? Either. Markovic hasn't let us down any time he's played. He's be full of energy. And um, he's not good. Listen, his final ball isn't great. I mean, the final ball from the left hand side is really poor at times as well from the left wing back. Well, what would be your personal call for it then? Just like for, in other words, what what does the team look like if you if you're suggesting that fluid three up front with Surge in the bench? Is that what you're thinking? No, I'd play storage. You play storage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, who does take that right wing back spot for you in preference? I'd probably start the way we started against Swansea. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay, Phil, what do you think about that? On the and then backs? if it's not working, we like we we show it against ones that we can change it around and make and make them and make eleven the, players make work. The changes. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I, I wouldn't start Lalana. You wouldn't. No, I think Markovic is, is 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 a better right wing back. I don't think he's the solution, but I think he's a better right wing back than Lalana. And I want start, starting and Coutinho up in in that top three. Um, is Jordan Hyde the solution long term? Yeah, but he's not fit. Um, no, I just said long term. Well, long term, it'll be interesting. You could develop him that way if that's what your mm. what your formation is going to be because he definitely has all the skill sets needed in terms of pace, physicality, you know, ability on the ball. And he's young and is, is more than capable of learning that position. Mm. Um, and let's be honest about it, it's not really a wing back. We, we're playing with attacking wingers. You know, when we pin them back, we play with attacking wingers. Moreno is is a good fullback, but he's also a very effective wing back in terms mm. of what it is. So you're pro- you're looking to sign somebody. If if th- there's talk of Danny Alves being available at the end of the season, you know, for as to come in as an experienced player, he'd be ideal for playing. As you know, as 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 a right wing back and then training and developing Oyeb in in that position as well. So, you know, for me, that's that that's what. But looking at it at Sunday, I'd, I'd, if 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 it's a choice between Lallana and and Markovic in terms of who starts at right wing back, I certainly wouldn't be putting Sterling. I think we knew it was Sterling when we put him in a, 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 as a wing back, um, and I want them up top because I think he'll do all sorts of damage in, in an attacking threat. Mm. And for me, I start storage. I, I start. I know for all, all the the poorness that's been going on. As I said, my, my take is I just think he's going to be so up for this game. Um, and I think he brings that. Going back to Andy's bit, we're playing we're playing against a goalkeeper who's absolutely world-class. He's in the top five goalkeepers in the world without a shadow of a doubt at this stage, right? Mm-hmm. And I want, me, I want my most clinical finisher on the park um, because when we get chances, we can't afford, you know, to, we can't have three, four, five chances before we can score a goal. We need to score as many as we possibly can, as quickly as we possibly can. 
Yeah. So that's why it starts to read there. So that's better. Uh, uh, bar that, like, I don't see any other changes. I wouldn't start Stevie. I'd, I'd keep him on the bench for, for exactly what I said. Mm. Impact sub. That's the best way to go. And if we have to bring Stevie off the bench against United, the fucking roar and the noise that's going to come on yeah. when, when he appears on is going to be frightening. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going to drive the crowd again. And, and hopefully the crowd is well up. And uh, it normally is a great atmosphere for these games. So, you know, that, that that's that extra spark for that second half that, mm. that really goes in. Um, but no, I wouldn't. Uh, outside of that, that's that's the only the only position up for grabs for me is the wing back role, and, and I'd start Markovic there because again, I think Markovic can destroy Shaw. Mm. You know, genuine. I think if he gets a Shaw and he roasted Rocco for Marco Lopez was saying that he roasted absolutely roasted Lopez last year when he was um, or, uh, yeah the Rocco mm. when, he, when he was playing against Lisbon last year. So Lopez is not going to want to see him come up. Lopez again, Rocco. But he's not going to want to st- start against Markovic because he's going to be having nightmares about last season yeah. when he sees him. So it's, yeah. there's a bit of psychology going on there as well. Um, but listen, if we, if, if, if you know, I, I don't. That's 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 me thinking on it. That's just I'm, I'm just I'm fucking nervous. I'm swear to God, I'm wound up like a fucking yeah, spring it's over this. Not it's, even it's, slightly obvious. The, tens- <laughs> the, uh, the tension for this game for me started as soon as the final whistle went against Swansea. I was yeah. just thinking, bah, fucking I bastards! I just want to beat these. There's actually nothing enjoyable about this match for me ever. I, I can't enjoy it. Neil, let's get the the ball rolling with our predictions. Uh, what do you think, fella? What's your, what's your shout? I think we'll win quite comfortably in the end. Um, I reckon it might be three one. Um, my my worry, and it goes back to what Phil says. You know what these like annoying like little things that might happen. I think it's Martin Atkinson who's refereeing it, yeah. and he's not a great referee. He loves giving a penalty, and when you've got the likes of Rooney and Di Maria and Ashley Young, it were all diving rats. It just does, <laughs> it, it does it does worry me that the, you know there might be you know the the classic controversial incident that it goes against us. I mean, don't get me wrong, I couldn't give a shit if we get a penalty, we don't deserve. In fact, that'd make it better. Um, <laughs> so, with the exception of that little worry and something like that happening, then. I'm quite confident going into this game. I'm saying that now, but I won't be on Sunday. But at this moment in time, uh, I'm quite confident that I can see he's actually getting a few goals against him. So I'm going to go 3 1. 3 1 from Pooley Andy. Yeah, it's um, it, it's going in my, uh, either way, one of two ways for me. It's a scrappy 1 1 draw. Mm. I don't see us being beat. I really don't. Or else, if they go with them from the start, we're going we're gonna, to. Like bash them because there's someone there's someone all season being promised to bash United. They're that bad at the back. They just haven't been punished. They just they just haven't been. So it's between one one <laughs> and three nil or four nil something mad like that yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and and like I'm not going to see the game live. Uh, so I just know it'll be my luck to miss a cracker. So I'm going to say Liverpool four. Man United Neil oh, Lovely stuff Man Andy oh, I'm enjoying the hell out of this uh, Neil what are you thinking I'm confident as always Trev Are you Yeah a 2-3 nil I'd say I can't see them scoring against the fucking rubbish <laughs> No honestly like, There's no point I know it's a bit United you know, game We're all stressed over and all, But they're not yeah. really any good And we're playing really well So that tells me We'll win 2 or 3 nil. Yeah well clearly. Alright Will that do you I'll take that I'll take that for that. Obviously, it's two one. Is my shout because, like, what the fuck else would it be at this stage of the season, Phil? I, uh, I, I, I there's something just says to me that we lose. Oh, thanks. 
But I think on, on it's, it's the it's 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 the Liverpool thing. We lose, but we'll still end up making top four. Right. There'll be that fucking dejection and depression that it looks like it's gone. But we come back. Yeah, because we love we, we love a Hollywood story. Um, like when we got beat by Chelsea and won the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I mean, like if, uh, the fee puts five points between us again. It'd be such a kick in the stones, wouldn't it? I know. But it, would you take a draw now? No. Because I think I think I would. Because I think I would as well. I don't think I would. Now, to be honest, no. I, I think they're dropping more points than us between yeah, the, end of the yeah, season. Yeah, the last. So the last a, a draw to to avoid. We're here and now. If you're offered a draw to avoid the fee and to put five points between us, it's probably not too bad. Mm-hmm. Maintain status quo and take your chance. But fuck, I prefer for now. Hashtag eighty-one points. I want nine nil. <laughs> In yeah. the last nine games. Is that yeah. your official prediction? What? 9 nil. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, but before we finish, uh, Neil, would you tell us a tell us a thing or two about, about uh, where Liverpool, the, the fans in, and talk to us a little bit about that before we finish up? Um, oh, all right. Um, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> Liverpool fans in. Uh, we're on issue seven at the moment, which... I'm quite gobsmacked we got that far, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I've still got a few left of the latest issue. I'll be selling it outside the ground um, from about two hours before kickoff. So I don't know what time kickoff <laughs> is on. Um, it's half one, like, half one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's probably why I sell fuck all. Damn Friday. Thought it was dark. So, yeah, but, uh, it's also on sale um, home-baked and hat scarf or a bad shop, which is by the flat iron, if you don't yeah. want to um, buy it off me um, or my mates or my dad. Um, so, yeah. Um, and the, yeah, and, and the, the web address? Um, we are liverpoolfanzine.com. Um, yeah, there's loads of good stuff in there. Yeah, you boys are in there as usual, uh, regulars, excellent. Uh, well, yeah, loads of good stuff in there. So, yeah, buy it. It's only, oh, yeah, it's only 150 And how many are you expecting to, to get in before the end of the campaign? Yeah? Uh, I've got one more that's uh, going to be out for the QPR game, which is on the 2nd of May. So that'll be the last one. And then in the summer, there'll be um, a free digital-only version. Uh, so we're, at the moment, you've got to subscribe digitally or you buy the, the hard copy. I'm just going to do... A free, a free digital one. I might do a handful of uh, hard copies for people who want them, but because um, some people collect them and that, and would actually want it. But so yeah, so there'll be a free one probably in June, just to sort of uh, look back at the season. Whenever you, whenever you tell the writers, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, listen. Thanks a million, Neil, for for all the contribution. Really appreciate it. I am Lou Schwari. You are listening to Trippers Chat. Okay. Um, yeah, it's pretty much the perfect start to this section of the show anyway um yeah uh, neil a uh, qu- couple of questions in from lloyd uh, start you with the first one no, uh, lloyd asks you um what would you grab first what item would you grab first if your house was on fire well we, you know we'll just leave people out of it so apart from people what um, item would you grab first I don't fucking know. What a question. Um, Fire extinguisher would be a good start. <laughs> <laughs> trust, trust Andy to have a take on this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say my dog, but I haven't got a dog. 
so that would have been so a shit answer. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be stuck in the fucking fire. Come back in looking for the dog and going to board to death. Where's me fucking dog? You haven't got a dog. I have got a dog. I grabbed the young lad, surely. After after I got the dog. The first thing I said to you was not a person. A nice thing, a thing. What thing? What thing? I don't know. Me phone. I don't know. I'm the fire extinguisher. I just a bucket with water in it. Neil, you're seriously under pressure here. I don't know, man. Phil got shit. Boxes. Because I'll be arrested when I go That's fair enough. So you you'd want to watch your house burn down in a sort of at least with some clothes on or clean ones clean ones yeah uh, <laughs> I'd have I, anything embarrassing in the house because <laughs> <laughs> all my mates come and like, yeah. yeah. rummage around the back you're a massive deal don't you like yeah where is she yeah that box it's doll too the doll face let's put me doll face down with Jackson they'd be in a fireproof box they'd be grand yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that wouldn't be embarrassing. Your doll face stuck to your jocks when your mates turn up. How did this fire start? Lloyd also asked, What do you miss most about being a kid? All them fires, amigo. His dog. I miss me dog, Crispy. I used to love him. <laughs> little Crispy was a lovely little fella. Oh, you miss chocolate bars being huge. I do as well, yeah. Yeah, that is something to be. They are about. now fun size by comparison. Yeah, yeah. If you think about a snake, uh, what was it? Marathon. And being able to jump off roofs and a horse yourself. Wait, well, I was, don't know about that. Man. That was only when I was into hay, man. You, you, no, I used to jump, jump off the, the, the back roof and just land on the grass and it was grand. Well, did you front, do you have a front roof and a back roof? Yeah. How big was that gaff? It's fucking huge, man. <laughs> 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 I mean, it can't be the, the innocence of a child. Like, so that's you know, your, you, your hopes and dreams. Like yeah. Before you realise that everyone in the world is a prick. <laughs> Do you remember, like, you when know, you told us okay to eat cheese every day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you were younger, you had a lot more uh, faith in humanity. Yeah, it's only when you get older you realise, like, this fucking this is shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, that only happened are... to me when I was thirty-five. Up to then, I was, uh, I thought everyone was sound. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it is true. Like, as you, yeah. as you get older, maybe. Maybe you just get cynical yourself, but you just see the bad in everyone. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know what I, do, do you know what I miss most from my childhood? Just thinking of it there. Go I on. had when I was about six. I had I remember them Tonka toys used to be yeah. sitting on the big stage. One of them was robbed on me. Yeah. And I'm still not really over that. Honestly, I was only thinking about that about two weeks ago. Yes, yes. I never fucking got that back. I wonder if my dad put it in the boy and sell. <laughs> no, but I do. I definitely. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. How stuff, everything yeah. is possible as a child, right? And like even one of the the thing for me is like. I used to spend hours just playing football and being the best footballer in the world. And you thought, was it, yeah, it could have happened for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 You thought it could no, have like, happened. No, like, you're thinking, yeah. and, and I miss, like, I used to commentate on my own game. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I was, like, when the lads would be playing football, I'd be commentating while we're playing as well. Yeah. Or if you wanted to know something, just ask your ma, because she knows fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you have to check yeah. Google and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and your ma knows something. Just ask your ma. Have you asked the clue? Have you asked the clue? And you were like, Say 13, 14, did you think you were going to play for Ireland and Liverpool and everyone? Oh, I fucking knew it. I definitely was. Definitely. Yeah, because I was, yeah. Yeah, no, I did. I thought there was a chance that I was going to make it. Yeah. Because I was, I was like getting trials and stuff. Uh, uh, so I was like, yeah, you know, yeah. th- it's there in front of you. Trials up until about 13. When do you give up, Andy? When do you give up the ghost of, of uh, ever believing, Yeah, believing, believing, believing that you might, you might be a little bit better. When Balotelli's <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, I gave up football when I was about 20. 
24. Hang on, you didn't think of 24, you might have made it. You know, McAteer didn't make it, you know. In right. Even, no, yeah, even, like, I suppose, but it's not as a kid, even at 26, like, when a couple of opportunities to go League of Ireland at that stage, one the first game was going to be against Sunderland, had a side for him, I was coming back off injury. I didn't. And you're like, even then, at that age, I think yourself, you know, if we have a really good game there, <laughs> you, you never, just, know, you what never know what could happen. Like, do you know what I mean? No, Jay, like, yeah. it, it still goes through your head. You still have those yeah. fucking dreams, even at that, even at an older age, when you know, like, it's completely unlikely and implausible. Oh, you have to dream even still. You're sitting in the cop and someone throws you. you no. got your boots lad. No, 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 because Pascal's well, ahead that's of me. just me then. Finn is usually out his face when he's in outfield. I'm not going to ask him. Have you got your boots? I'm drinking. Just wipe that tickle. I'm thinking Farrell. You never was it George Way's fucking cousin or something? And he's soon signed him, didn't he, for Southampton? Yeah, that was not They just spin him a yarn. Like, how would you think it, Farrell? Say. Yeah, Cousin was playing in the Premier League and he says, listen, my mate is deadly. <laughs> and they were stuck for a player. How, how, how bad do you think it looked? Like, what now? Do you think the fans would cop on straight, straight away? away. <laughs> the current, current yeah. issue you... I, I think they might know us. <laughs> <laughs> I think they might know us. Had a 15 year old predators on you. <laughs> Who's the fucking okay, pirate? Right, Who's so, the pirate playing for right, Well, it's such, a, it's such a real scenario, right? Yeah. So, like, it, uh, you looked a bit younger. Yeah. But you were physically, physically as incapable. <laughs> That's your feel now. That's feel now. Would they cop it like, with your first touch? Within five minutes. Well, right. Maybe two touches. They're going to see it, yeah. aren't they? They'd see it in the warm you could see it. You could see it in Andrew Varnan immediately. Yes. <laughs> I still don't rate myself for being much worse than Brad Jones, so I might get away with it. <laughs> for fuck's sake. For the love of Christ. <laughs> on the same uh, kind of topic Barry Scott's wondering what was your favourite bike as a kid oh, is that Barry, Barry Scott's that 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 Barry what was your favourite bike? I had a blue and yellow Rally Borner at the time of BMX. Oh, they were with, fucking with, brilliant. With, with the five mags on the wheels. Had you the mags? Yeah. Mag wheels. And it was the five Class. mag wheel, not the seven one, so it was fucking savage. Oh, you must and I still had it, right? And I had the, I had, I had the fucking the gear to go with it and all. Yeah. Like, obviously, in Ireland being the hub of fucking BMX heaven. Like, <laughs> but we used sick. to go up to... Um, you with all the gear, huh? Yeah. Why the mag borner? Mm. Yeah, I had a rally mag. It was, it was yeah. a blue. It was blue. It had green mag wheels on. No, this had yellow mag wheels on it. Was they like were fucking, the cheapest. I got that in Thomas nah, Street. This was fucking top end. Look at you, fucking. I was like, there was, there was a BMX track. It was two penny fans. one big massive mag wheel. Two sort of race BMX tracks. One up in the Phoenix Park. There's one in the Phoenix, yeah. And then there was one up Marley Park that they built specially for it. And I used to fly around there. Thinking it was the bee's knees. It must have been about seven at the time. That was just spectacular. Ah, BMX. Do you ever have awesome. one of them bikes with no brakes? <laughs> they used to stop you. The stop back wheel brakes. The back wheel brakes. Yeah, 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 pedal back brakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Then then, but like, oh, the no. handiest way to stop them is you put your heel Stick your the heel back. into yeah. the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you can do a deadly skate that way. Yeah, or you could break your leg. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember <laughs> the time your foot got in there accident? You're like, oh, Jesus. I was the worst cyclist ever. And what, like, what, were you, what were you cycling? What was your bike? Uh, you I as well? Like I would have had just all the bike, the different bikes, like, the bikes. A, a little, a little, uh, you know, fucking BMX, little, little and racer, your, little little racer and fucking yeah. mountain bike and yeah. all that. But didn't matter what he was cycling, we had a near death experience. Like <laughs> 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 I, I, I uh, got knocked down in the laneway. See where, where we lived. Those lanes were on the back, and which led into the field. And yeah. there used to be a great little kind of jump across from the laneway into the field. Yeah. So everyone did that. Everyone cleared it. <laughs> 
and I'm fucking <laughs> bit, billying up into the laneway and everyone's going no 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 this is a car coming down the lane <laughs> but like I thought they were egging me on like just fucking cycling straight on from the anybody else would have known that's a warning sign to stop but you turn <laughs> into cycle, it cycle out um, going to school one morning just uh, cycle straight into the railings for no reason <laughs> And uh, fucking split me head open. I was knocked out, hospital job, fractured school, and then fucking hell, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> and I fractured my skull with the the car accident as well. And then another time, I was up with me. Should have got a helmet on you after the first one. You really should have got a helmet. Nobody had. Yeah. They only had those leather helmets at the time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Just strips of leather on your head. Yeah, that's me a helmet. All uh, oh, right. <laughs> lives up uh, up in Alban, and the, the daughter running down there, and it was a great little cycle track. All the kids used to come flying down yeah. the hill and yeah. along the river, yeah. and of course, fucking muggins here went down the bank into the river. Et caught me caught my lip on the way down and the lip fucking nearly come off my face caught like. your actual lip yeah look see the scar there get the fuck is yeah. that, is that what the lip the uh, lip was separated from my face oh for the <laughs> lip yeah. mm. fucking hell that was oh, horrific God. but so like you remember that bike to work scheme came out <laughs> like, that was a tough to say I was sort of saying like am I safe on the bike <laughs> <laughs> and the first time I got the, the bike I was dying to cycle but it was kind of frosty come snow out and I yeah. said oh fuck it anyway you know what I mean everyone's cycling this, this weather <laughs> like, I'd be grand and I got me fucking uh, feet caught in the pedals <laughs> I just keeled over like on the road <laughs> And like the crowd of youngsters and the lower civic just breaking their shit laughing. How many times of uh, fractured skulls is it going to take before you steer clear of yeah, bikes? Oh, man. Man, I, I saw that bike, but now I'm, I'm entitled to that bike to work scheme again. Just don't do it, buddy. And I, but I'm so tempted. Which <laughs> <laughs> is probably just as well, just leaving it. Yeah, a motorbike. Oh, imagine. No. Imagine. I'd be fucked. Uh, <laughs> uh, Floyd is wondering. Um, What's your car song? The song that when it comes on and you're in the car, you just have to give it everything, give it socks and sing along to it. What's your song? Eddie Murphy's Party All The Time. Does that happen much? <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> on my playlist. It's on your playlist, all right. <laughs> I fucking love that tune. Do you? Yeah. So you, you give it socks, you sing. Oh, pr- I yeah. fucking bounce around yeah, the car yeah, singing yeah, it. Yeah, so Eddie Murphy. Any, any shows for I know, particularly when they're just sometimes when you're just in the mood. And you're Would you be a singer around. in the car? Oh, fucking right, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rolling the window now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember last year uh, when Poetry Emotion was going? Yeah, yeah. And the original yeah, yeah, yeah. song. Like, I got that downloaded that got it onto the phone just to fucking the listen Bonnie to it the Bony M yeah, yeah, just yeah. listen to it and I used to blare that in the car windows down <laughs> just fucking shout poetry <laughs> and everyone just like looking at <laughs> fucking mad cunt going on <laughs> but that was a brilliant car song I was I was listening to that like on repeat that all, is all a, the way into work, happy an hour song. Are you a good singer, are you? Amazing. Quality. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Neil, good yeah. singer? Good car singer? Yeah, well, everybody is an honor. Are you? What's your favourite car soundtrack? Uh, I, I, I just go for stuff that I've got the range for. That's not much. Yeah, stay basically. within your range. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so just talking. A bit of Nick Cave, bit of something deep. Can't, Wait, I, I you can't, can't hit the high notes. I can't, so can't hit the high notes. Surely struggle with you never walk alone. There's a part Yeah, there's a part of that. Like, <laughs> <he's> got, <laughs> and like I just purposely stopped singing for that. Imagine if everyone just stopped singing for that bit and they came back in. I was actually going to ask if you're a good car singer, but we hear you singing every fucking time before you come up to the pod. It's terrifying. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> 
you know what part of it is? It's walk on through the wind. <laughs> if you're, if you're oh, singing that loud, forget about it. Forget, yeah, forget about it. You start getting that crunky yeah. shit. If, if, <laughs> if, you don't go, if, if you don't go in at the right note, if you start off too high, oh, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Start yeah, off yeah, in the wrong yeah. octave, yeah. you're done. Yeah. You're done. done. Yeah. You don't want to be, you sound like a castrati. You do sound like a castrati. Yeah. Like, well, no, I don't. You, you, you have to. <laughs> You have to hit the pitch yeah. for that. Mm. I have a I have balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, right, uh, last one here. Anything but a Stone Roses, basically, is my ah, answer. Ah, yeah. Mm. Oh, hang on. So you just can, that's my answer. Like You can actually sing uh, the Stone Roses. I didn't stuff. say I could sing them. I was yeah. just like, because, in the car, uh, I'm on my Even Ian, Ian can't Even Ian Brown can't sing them now. Yeah. yeah, okay. Right, uh, right this is uh, last one then, just from John. Um... And John says, John obviously hasn't listened to a full episode of the of the podcast because he says, Trev, you manage a very unruly dressing room very well. Um, that's you people, by the way. Um, what Premier League manager are you most like and uh, who do the lads think they're most like? So uh, that's the question I'm going to put to you around the table. What Premier League manager, leave me out, what Premier League manager do you think you're most like? Why leave you will? Yeah, just, just leave me out. You're more director of football, <coughs> traffic man. Yeah, I think I am. Yeah, with yeah. a one eye. Feel, feel free to include me. Because, uh, t- no, I have. From, from your own point of view, from your own point of view, definitely Timmy for you. How the <laughs> fuck am I Timmy? Where are you going with that? Uh, no, I, no, well, no. I do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> checking me balls. Yeah. Yeah. You fucking prick. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no Cyclops managers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve the pirate. There you go. I'm fucking Gary uh, Monk. Steve Gary the Monk. pirate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Army tactics were fine there, boy. So, anyone else? What manager do, yeah. do I remind me of? Who are you most like? Managerially speaking, uh, I think I'd be like Kenny. Would you? Yeah. Why is that? Because I'd be a, a belligerent fucker with the media. Yeah. Um, I'd be more into the older type of football and you know how, how take you every game and, as it comes and all yeah, that kind game of stuff. Of, game of training. Five or six of training. <laughs> yeah, 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 game of training. Um, so yeah, Kenny. <laughs> game of training. <laughs> That's what I was just right, lads. Game of training. Game of training. <laughs> For three laps and a game of training. Game yeah, of training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phil, who are you most like? I know you'd love to be like but Mourinho, but <laughs> realistically speaking, who are you most like? It's a tough one, isn't it? I think I'm like Brendan, personally. I do. Seriously. Why? Huh? Why? Well, flawed. Because cause I'm full of shit. I'm a, I'm a waffler. Yeah. I've waffle yeah, I don't know. But, 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 at the ba- <laughs> but at the back of it, there is some sense there. And, you know, yeah, I go, um, I go with Brandon. I know you want to be, you want to be Jose. No, nah, I wouldn't be that arrogant. Well, I won't be that oh arrogant. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I won't That's be that arrogant. That's the most ridiculous thing has been said all night. Yeah, yeah, it's Lou, Jose. Lou, Louis van Dahl. Louis van Dahl, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the mask. With the mask. <laughs> the double size mask. And, and Neil, the, Neil. Neil's a bit like Clap, isn't he? <laughs> clap <laughs> Grey. Clap Grey, yeah. There you go, Jürgen yeah. Clap. Yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah, with that yeah, shit, yeah. isn't it? The Hitler Youth. I'm happy with that, yeah. Perfect. I don't know, David Moyes. Oh, go on. Like, it's, no, it's, it's football genius. Saying, fucking, yeah, football genius, exactly. Actually, Fat Sam, that's who I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I reckon I'm a football genius. Well, it's, no, clearly not, like, but I, I reckon I am. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll be into scatting. I was going <laughs> to... <laughs> yeah thanks for going there that'll do <laughs> we finish with some admin our weekly shout for our kind host Astro Park and you can book your pitch time at astropark.ie 
Don't forget that the AI channel app will launch towards the end of the month and we'll be on there as one of the flagship podcasts. Exciting times, so keep an eye out for that. Your day trippers tonight were Neil Poole and the young Neil Gray, Phil Casey and myself, Trev Downey. Is it still there? What? <laughs> <laughs> no. The guy is gone. The only thing is he's only taking out because he's a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I have a headache. I think I'll take out my eye. <laughs> yeah, we went with the extraction, Trev. I hope that's all right. <laughs> so, Jay, I have no headache. You're always grand now. Put it back in there. There it is. <laughs> yeah. it's that's spot. causing the problems. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you doesn't feel any pain yeah. now. Yeah. You put a yeah. cat's eye back in. <laughs> Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.